so when I'm singing shall we pray father Lord we thank you for the gathering of your people we thank you for making us strong and healthy we thank you for making room for us to be here tonight oh God as tonight is the first night of the shepherd's come father we pray that you take control of this come you take control of our lessons you take control of our activities you take control of our fastings and prayers father lord we thank you for all you do for us we appreciate you lord we adore you we exalt your name in jesus mighty name we pray let the believers say amen Walking worthy of your calling. Our first lesson. I'm, I'm actually combining two topics tonight. That is discovering your ministry and walking worthy of your calling. Everything starts in are we together? What is ministry? Why did you decide to be a part of this training? What is ministry? This thing called ministry, what is it? Ministry is taking what you have been given by God, your gifts, your talents, your abilities to meet the needs of others for God's glory alone. Listen, write these things down. You are being trained as a shepherd. You need to know these things. Ministry is simply taking what you have been given by God your gifts your talents your abilities your skills to meet the needs of others for God's glory alone this work of the ministry is not about me it's not about you it's not about your mother it's not about your father it's not about your wife it's not about your children but about God alone this ministry and many of you guys are called and yet you do not know that you are called now listen to this Jonah chapter 1 verse 1 chapter 1 verse 1 and 2 now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the son of Amittai saying arise go to Nineveh that great city and cry out against it for their wickedness has come up before me that was the lord calling jonah to be or to to fulfill the purpose of his calling princess god bless you for being here it's been a while God called Jonah 
and gave him an assignment that was his calling but jonah decided not to fulfill his calling and so god called again in jonah chapter 3 verse 1 now the word of the lord came to jonah the second time god will always call you a second time and a third time and even a fourth time and many of you guys are called and yet you do not know God has called you and you do not know you have the calling and you do not know and God called Jonah in Jonah chapter 1 and Jonah decided not to not to pay attention to the voice of God and God called Jonah a second time in Jonah chapter 3 many of you God has called you you keep on ignoring the voice and God keeps calling you he keeps calling you he keeps calling you Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. And many of you, by registering or enrolling as part of this shepherd's camp, was a step into fulfilling your calling. You have decided to enter into your calling And those of you who are already fulfilling your calling The Lord is going to use this opportunity To upgrade you And to update you And to bring you into higher levels Because you are here And because you have enrolled As part of the shepherds I pray that by the time we are through With this training Your spiritual life shall be greater Than before Your spiritual life shall be better Than before I pray because you are a part of this training may the Lord advance you in as much as spiritual things are concerned this is how you discover your personal ministry many of you are asking Papa do I have a calling how do I discover my ministry how do I know what my ministry is? Listen. Romans chapter 12 verse 6. We have different gifts. We have different gifts. We have different gifts. According to the grace given to each of us. Not some of us, but each of us. Everybody who is in the church today has a calling. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. The Bible said, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. Prophesy in accordance with your faith. You do not prophesy because you want fame. You do not prophesy because you want to prove to people you have the gift. You do not prophesy because you want to let people know that you are their son. But you prophesy in accordance with your faith. The only reason we prophesy is for spiritual purposes only. Not to prove to that lady that also shall the Bible said, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. 
I am teaching you how to discover your personal gift. Verse 7, Romans chapter 12, verse 7. If your gift is serving, then serve. Many of you do not know that serving is a gift. Your ability to serve is your ministry. I did not just begin my ministry as a prophet. I began my ministry as a servant. I was serving everywhere. I was serving every day. I was serving every hour. That was the gift that I knew. I only knew how to serve. I didn't even know how to prophesy. I didn't know how to pray for long. I didn't know how to preach. The only thing I could do was to serve. And that was my gift as a dame. Many of you are called to serve in the church, to serve under men of God, and yet you are not willing to do it because you think that serving is demeaning. You think that serving makes you lesser than you are supposed to be, but you, you fail to realize that service is also a calling. It's a calling. If your gift is serving, then serve. Some of you are gifted with the act of serving and yet you are not willing, you are unwilling to serve. Serving doesn't make you lesser. Serving doesn't make you weaker. Serving doesn't make you smaller. No. That is your gift. Do it wholeheartedly. It is your gift. Serving is a gift. If your gift is teaching, then teach. If you realize you are a good teacher, then teach. If you realize that people listen to you when you speak, then speak to them because that thing is your gift. Listen, that thing that pushes you so strong, that desire that you have within you so strong, that makes you want to bless the lives of others, that makes you want to talk to people, that makes you want to advise people, that thing is your gift and it is your ministry. Some people, their ministry is to serve. Others' ministry is to prophesy. Others' ministry is to teach. That is your ministry. If you are a teacher, the Bible is saying, if your gift is teaching, then teach. If your gift is serving, then serve. That is your gift. That desire you have locked up on the inside of you, that desire, that desire is your ministry. Verse 8 of Romans chapter 12. If your gift is to encourage, then give encouragement. Do you know that encouragement could be your ministry? And there are some people here, encouragement is your ministry. Take that opportunity and encourage others because that is your ministry. The fact that you are called into the ministry does not mean you are going to stand behind the pulpit and preach. Sometimes all you gotta do is to serve. Sometimes all you gotta do is to teach. Sometimes all you gotta do is to encourage. That is all. That is your ministry. Sometimes your ministry is to share the links. Your ministry is to invite people to church. Your ministry is to talk to people. Your ministry is to invite people to church. Your ministry is to be, be a part of the services. That is it. That is it. If your gift is given, 
then give generously do not just give but give generously the bible said give generously and generously means giving more than expected there are some people their ministry is to give and they ought to give at all costs because giving is their ministry that is what your bible is saying that is not what i am saying but that is what your bible is saying if it is given if it is your gift to give then give generously if it is your gift to support the kingdom with your money then do it generously that is what the bible is saying that is your ministry god called you so that you will give to the church god called you so that you will encourage others god called you so that you will serve in the church god called you so that you will teach others not everybody is a teacher not everybody is going to serve not everybody is going to encourage not everybody is going to be a giver but everybody has a place in the kingdom of god follow carefully if it is to lead then lead diligently are you a leader lead diligently so are you now understanding your calling being called does not mean you are going to be a preacher no some people are called to be servants to serve in the church to serve God in the church some people are called to teach the rest some people are called to encourage the rest some people are called to give to the church some people are called to lead listen the the fact that some people are called to lead means not everybody is going to lead but some are going to lead if your gift is to show mercy do it cheerfully is it not amazing that showing mercy is a gift it is a gift when you see people showing mercy do not think they are weak do not think they are soft do not think they are they are unwise no it is their gift to show mercy it is their calling we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us what is your gift It's your gift to serve. It's your gift to bless others. It's your gift to encourage people. It's your gift to speak to people. It's your gift to give to the church. Then do it cheerfully. That is your gift. That is your calling. The fact that you are called doesn't mean you ought to be a preacher. No. Being a preacher is just a part of it. It's just a part. It's just a section there are many different kinds of gifts out there you need to find and discover which one is yours these days we are all following the same thing everybody wants to prophesy everybody wants to be a prophet even though the person is supposed to be a pastor even though the, the person is supposed to be a peer even though the person is supposed to be an organist the person is prophesying because these days uh, prophesying has become common uh, and everybody's chasing after prophecy even though there are many different kinds uh, of gifts in the kingdom 
of God. How come we are all chasing after the same thing? Listen, get back up and begin to find out what your gift is. Stop following the crowd. You will lose your heaven. You will lose your reward. You will lose your God. Get back somebody. Get back somebody. If you are going to be a shepherd, then you need to discover your own gift. The fact that your father is prophesying does not mean you ought to prophesy. If you can sing, you better do the singing. If you can preach, you better do the preaching. If you can give, you better give generously. That is your calling. Somebody be revived tonight. This is just lesson one And this is just the introduction So you hold your fire We are getting there We are getting there Small task that has been given you You cannot even do it Just share links on the page You cannot do it Just share the link with others You cannot do it Just share the flyers You cannot do it And yet you call yourself a shepherd You call yourself a leader You call yourself that you are in the ministry What at all are you doing in the ministry You are just walking up Up and down Doing nothing for God Yet you can, you could be doing better I came to speak to your heart That to Night and even from tonight, you shall shift from the place of dormancy into the place of activeness, into the place of fresh fire, into the place where you are ready to zoom into the purposes of God, the will of God. Somebody be revived tonight. Do not look down on yourself. Discover your gift. Discover your gift. Discover your gift. If you can tell that people like it when you. Speak to them, then become an evangelist. Speak to them, draw them to church. They might ignore you, but do not be dismayed. It is part of the job. People looked down on me when I started, but I didn't give up. People said I wasn't going anywhere when I started, but I didn't give up. People told me I will amount to nothing, but I didn't give up. I kept on pushing. These days, we are already doing great things for. God and people are wondering how, how are they doing it? Oh my God! How could a man do these things except for Jesus? How could you be a shepherd truly that walks in the path of God if it is not Jesus on your side? It is my prayer that by the time we are through, you shall be able to discover what your ministry is. I did not come to tell you what your ministry is but I came to lead you into a place of unlocking the keys and understanding the place the Lord has placed you my God I wish I was preaching to the church if you are going to walk the path of a shepherd then arrive somebody arrive somebody arrive somebody arrive somebody Shout a rise.
Many of you could be doing better than you are doing now. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 10. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling. Listen, it doesn't take your spiritual father to confirm your calling. He's saying, brothers and sisters, make every effort, you yourself, to confirm your calling. Confirm your calling. What is your gift? What is your gift? What is your gift? What is your gift? That is your calling. What is your gift? Discover your gift and you discover your calling. You discover your calling. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. The reason you are stumbling is because you are not doing these things. You do not listen to the things I preach. You do not listen to me when I speak to you. There are supposed to be 17 people here right now. Where are them? Second Peter chapter 1 verse 10. When you read the NIV, 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 10. The people who enrolled for the shepherd's camp are not even here. Just half of the people are here. So you can imagine. These are the things that we have to deal with day in, day out. The person needs help, but they need the help in their comfort zone. The pe- you see, isn't it so strange that someone is able to gather the vein to come to Jesus and say, My daughter is sick and she is in the house. So come to the house and pray for my daughter. You are not serious. If you were serious, you would have carried your daughter from the house to Jesus. That is the, the, the believers we have today. The believers we have today. We want to serve God in our comfort zone. We want to receive miracles in our comfort zone. There is this lady who has been calling me. Miracle or so. She has been calling me for weeks now. I haven't had the opportunity to speak to her. Can you imagine? She's looking for my help. But I will tell her, join the service. She won't mind me. As for the service, she won't join. But your help, she wants it. Hmm. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 As a prisoner for the Lord Then I urge you Live a life worthy of the calling you have received Live a life worthy of the calling you have received Live a life worthy of the calling you have received that is why tonight I'm dealing with walking worthy of your calling. Now that many of you are discovering what your calling is. There is a manner in which you need to walk worthy of your calling. There is a manner in which you ought to walk worthy of your calling. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. 
I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of your calling with which you were called. When you have a calling, you don't do things anyhow, you don't eat anyhow, you don't sleep anyhow, you don't act anyhow, you don't speak anyhow. There is a manner in which you speak, there is a manner in which you act, there is a manner in which you sleep, there is a manner in which you sleep. You do not do things anyhow because there is a manner in which you ought to walk because you are now part of the call. You need to walk in this manner in order to fulfill your calling. There is a manner in which you ought to walk. Where is Beatrice? There is a manner in which you ought to walk. You do things anyhow. And yet you claim you are called. Listen, you are not fulfilling scripture. Verse 2, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2. Number 1. You need to walk with all lowliness. Lowliness. The Bible did not say humility. The Bible said lowliness. Eugenia, is, is this King James? Lowliness, lowliness is lower than humility. That is why your version that you just posted says, completely humble. Being humble and being completely humble are two different things. Lowliness, NIV. Lowliness, lowliness. Lowliness means low in status or importance listen you are very important to but to walk in worthy of your calling you must walk in a low status or importance even though you know you are important you must come lower than your level of importance that is what loneliness means even though you are the father you must step down from the position of a father to be completely humble that is it you see these days there are too many anointed people with poor character too many anointed people with poor character and that is one of the most dangerous things on this earth they are very anointed but they have the worst character they will speak to you anyhow they will talk to you anyhow they will treat you anyhow there is no humility in the church today because of the anointed meanwhile the anointed is not supposed to make you proud but to make you low jesus said it is only the lowest person amongst you who will be the greatest it means that when i am standing together with my sons i must be the lowest person amongst them in order to be the greatest amongst them when i'm with my sons i'm supposed to have the ability to do things that they are unwilling to do that is the only way i can be greater than them it is not about the anointing it is about loneliness we are too proud. These days you mention a man's name or a man of God's name without his title and he's angry. And yet we all call Jesus, Jesus. 
When was the last time you called him Mr. Jesus? Or when was the last time you called him Dr. Jesus? Or when was the last time you called him Prophet Jesus? We all call Jesus Jesus. And yet we call you Paul and you are angry. We call you Cain and you are angry. We call you Esther and you are angry because we did not bring your title before mentioning your name. You are too proud. You are too proud. You are too proud. Number one, walking worthy of your calling, or ways to walk worthy of your calling. Number one, loneliness. I didn't say humility, I said loneliness. Loneliness is lower than humility. That Jesus can can come to a level where he begins to wash the feet with his hands. He begins to wash the feet of his sons. In those days, the worst job you would be given is the job to wash the feet of guests. The lowest of the maids or the lowest of the servants were given the job of washing the feet of guests. And Jesus brought himself low, not humble. He brought himself low that he could wash the feet of his sons. You, when your sons are around you, you want them to sleep on the floor. You want your sons and daughters to sleep on the floor when you are around because you are in the house. Hey, people, listen, what kind of generation is this? There is too much pride in the church. These days when you are speaking to your spiritual father You must sleep on the floor And when was the last time you slept on the floor Praying to God When was the last time you slept on the floor When you were praying to God What kind of generation is this When we are even worshipping in church You stand or you sit You, 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 even you We do not want humble ministers we want lowly ministers they can deal with every kind of disease they can heal every kind of problem they can they can deal with all sorts of conditions and yet they are the lowest person in the church it is only in lowness it is only in loneliness that greatness is born it is only in loneliness that greatness is born number two ways to walk worthy of your calling number two gentleness gentleness with all loneliness and gentleness Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 Gentleness When I'm talking about gentleness I'm not talking about wearing a suit and a tie Perfect gentleman That is not what I'm talking about I'm talking about spiritual gentleness That is showing a mild Or kind Temperament or character James chapter 3 verse 7 17 James 3 17 
James 3 17 but the wisdom that is from above is first pure you see one of the first signs that you do not have the wisdom of God is that you are not pure listen the Bible said the first sign that you have the wisdom of God is that you have purity you are pure are you pure then you are not wise this is why the Bible said the wisdom of God is foolishness to this world because in this world if you try to stay pure it means you are a fool ah what is purity what is being pure you are a fool in this world you are a fool and yet the Bible is saying the first sign that you have received the wisdom of God is that you are pure these days there are no more virgins in the church there are no more virgins in the kingdom of God yes no one is pure no one is pure no one is pure then peaceable peaceable I will speak on that later the next thing or the third thing is gentle the third sign that you have the wisdom of God is that you are gentle you are gentle in the way you speak to people you deal with matters you are gentle you do not insult anyhow talk to people anyhow abuse people because of your position of power hey you are not gentle you are not kind insult people hey people you are not wise oh that is what it means the first sign that you have the wisdom of god is that number one you are pure number two you are peaceable number three you are gentle you are gentle are you gentle bb so for me i'm quick tempered and so what we were all quick tempered today we have worked on it let us think let us think we are tired of your excuses we are tired of your temperament i'm quick tempered and so what we are all quick tempered and yet we have put it aside today we are trying to be gentle when someone does something you do not like be gentle when someone does something to hurt you be gentle why do you have to talk to people anyhow why do you have to insult people to prove to them that also annoying We want the spirit of God to be in the church. And the spirit of God will never dwell in a church where there is no gentleness. There is no wisdom in the church. Everybody is a fool. Everybody speaks anyhow. Everybody can insult anyhow. What kind of generation is this? I am tired of leaders who disrespect the members. I am tired of members who disrespect the leaders. I have a dream that I will raise a different breed of leaders. A different breed of shepherds who will be gentle in the way they speak. They will be pure in all their ways. And they will be peaceable. Abba. You are not gentle. They are doing something you do not like. It is understandable. I know. 
people do things I do not like anyhow. Sons do things I do not like any, every time. Daughters do things I do not like every time. But I do not speak to them in a way that takes away my gentleness because it is a sign that I have the wisdom of God. And when you begin to speak to people in a way that doesn't exhibit gentleness, it means you are not wise. You are not wise. Me, 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 me. I'll prove to them. I'll do this. I'll do that. Me, you. And so what? Let us think. You talk too much. You talk too much. You don't have the wisdom of God. 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 But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable. And gentle, you are not gentle. You are not gentle, my brother. You are not gentle. Nasofo pan, wa hodi obi me mabu bome, shebe mabu bom papa, upa kubi sa me. Ena yeden, you are not, you don't have the wisdom of God. Listen, I know you don't like my message, but I didn't come so that you like my message. I came to give you what God has for you. You are not gentle. You are not gentle. Number three, ways to walk worthy of your calling. Number three, long suffering. Long suffering means patience. Hear me, Nanisi. You will not succeed overnight. Those of you who do not know, prayer life is five years old this July. Prayer life is five years old this July. Even though we have a couple of successes, we are not there yet. In fact, we are not anywhere yet. When I sleep, I can't sleep. The visions I have, the dreams I have, where I want to see the ministry to get to, uh, it is not getting there. It is not there. I have a lot on my mind. I have a lot to worry about. I have a lot to pray about. I have a lot to plan towards. Success doesn't come overnight. Man of God, just pray. Man of God, just declare. My friend, success is not about declaration. You not succeed overnight. Everybody who is successful in this life went through something called process. And anybody who found a way around the process, for an example, anybody who found his way around the process, Oba, in the two minutes, the person will be lost. There was a guy called Papi Kojo. Papi Kojo. Papi Kojo didn't go through any process. He became a star overnight. Today, where is Papi Kojo? There was another guy, a musician in Ghana by name Decrime. He didn't go through any process. He became a star overnight. Where is Decrime today? Are you following when you fail to go through the process, you will, your, your star will stop shining. Your star will stop shining. Let me be real with you. Even those in the kingdom of the world, they need to go through process. How much more us? You cannot skip it. Success doesn't happen overnight. There are a lot of things I want us to do. I wish that we were video streaming by now. But the budget that we need before we can we, we can be streaming in HD. Listen. 
the dream is there the vision is there but it will not happen overnight the money we need my friend every these days every two months Elsie and I we are spending over 3,000 cities on I stand with God alone 3,000 cities every two months the money that we are spending in yes success doesn't come overnight listen we, we are on the streets evangelizing to people you even call them they won't mind you they won't mind you you will call them they won't mind you you will message them they won't even bother replying you think success is easy in this in this job in this job you ought to be long suffering you have to be patient you accept jesus today and you expect to be an international minister tomorrow you accept jesus today tomorrow you are doing a logo for your ministry hey people after paul encountered jesus the bible said he went into hiding for three good years for three good years paul apostle paul before he became an apostle he was in training for three years you who has trained you you accept Jesus today. You stop doing some sinful things and you expect to be an international minister tomorrow. Hey! Master, so when you see all those men of God with thousands of people following them, Master, respect those men. They have fought battles. They have been through things. People have disrespected them. People have looked down on them and yet they beat it all. Today they are there. I respect such men. I respect such men even if they are only two years older than me I respect them because they have fought battles that I might not have fought yet you must never speak against somebody who has gone ahead of you never speak against them be there and be insulting them you where have you got into even reading your Bible is a problem reading your Bible is a problem you are so impatient you come to church today you expect a miracle by the end of the service listen who do you think you are you are just a servant of god come to a place of humility come to a place of loneliness come to a place of patience that you will not rush god no man will ever or can ever or even in the future try to rush god no man can rush god no man can rush God. Listen, this is the shepherd's camp. I believe I am speaking to the next generation of leaders. I am speaking to the next generation of shepherds. You ought to be there when you see the things I am doing now. It is not because I started yesterday. I started years ago. I have been following for years. I have been cleaning for years. I have been serving for years. I have been a servant for years. I have been driving people for years. Today when you see us doing things, it is not because we started yesterday we started many years ago many years ago many years ago you come papa i want to tap into your anointing and tomorrow you start doing the things we are doing that is not how it works i am sorry you are so impatient Oh 
Jesus. Libraska di Varadama, Liparadama Karadama, Lekosha Katapa, Liparadamosha, my God of Panisha, Leparadabagarelebe, Liparadabanamosha, Lekatata Katoma, Leparadabanapa, Likaradabanaposha, Liparadabagarelebe, Lekosha Tapalata, Liparadabagaba, 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 Likaradabanapa, Likosha Tapa, Liparadabagada, Leparadabagaba, my God. Shout Jesus three times. Hear me. Waste walk worthy of your calling. Next point. Bearing with one another. Bearing with one another. Bearing with one another. You cannot be in the ministry as a shepherd without being tolerant of others. Listen, this ministry eh, is not for you. This church is not for you. This church is not for me. This church is not for my wife. This church is not for my men. It's not for my family. Sorry. I am only the caretaker of this movement. I am the caretaker. I am only a caretaker. If you do not know, I am only a caretaker of the ministry I have been given. I am only the caretaker of the church I have been given. It is not for you. And because it is not for you, it means that you need to tolerate others. You are going to be working with human beings, not robots. Everything offends you. Everything you are angry. Listen. You are not a team player. You better leave the church now. You better leave the movement now. You better leave the team now. Because this movement is for Jesus. And I am only the caretaker. When my time is spent, God will give it to someone else. That is how it works. When I am not there anymore, when I am dead and gone, God will give it to someone else. Because the mission must go on. So you need to learn to tolerate others. Bear with one another. People, whether you like it or not, some people do not know how to talk whether you like it or not some people are disrespectful whether you like it or not some people will always act in a way that you would not like that is the truth i'm telling you i have worked with many different kinds of guys over the years because of this ministry and every single one has a very weird character about them but you must tolerate them. Because this work is not for you. Listen, then this work is not for you. This work is not for you. You better leave today. This work is not for you. You don't like how Eugenia speaks? Well, that is how she is. Even though she needs to work on her character, that is who she is. 
and you cannot start misbehaving because of another person you cannot start misbehaving because of the asha did you come to the church because of the asha no you came because of jesus that is why i always tell people do not be a part of prayer life because of Vincent Chamartin. Be a part of prayer life because of the work that God is doing with us. Be a part of it because of the work that God is doing with us. Not because of me. That when I'm not around, you do not show up in church. When I'm not around, you are not a part of it. When I'm not around, you are not here anymore. Are you here because of me? Me, myself, I'm not here because of me. The only reason I am preaching to you tonight is because God has commanded me to. Because the job is for him. He is my boss. When he says go and do it, I better shut up and do it. Whether you show up or not, I must preach. If there were only three people here, I would have still preached. I do not have a choice. It's not for me. It's not about me. It's not for my family. It's not about my family. It's not about anybody here. It's about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Bear with one another. You don't like the way they speak. You don't like the way they act. And so what? Focus and do the assignment that has been given to you. You think Jesus liked the way the other disciples spoke to him? You think Jesus liked the way they, they acted around him? No, he didn't. But he managed to stay with them for three years until he was dead and gone. He stayed with them. He stayed with them. He stayed with them. Stay focused on the assignment that has been given to you. Forget about how my wife is speaking to you. Forget about how my associate is speaking to you. Forget about how my peers are speaking to you. Focus on the assignment and do your part. Bear with one another. And those of you with poor characters, you better check it now. You better check it. You better check it. Next point. Ways to walk worthy of your calling. Still from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 6. Next point. Stay united. Stay united. Nora, stay united. Mary, stay united. Nanajua, stay united. We are all on the same team and the team is team Jesus. We are all on the same team. No matter what they do, we are on the same team. No matter how they act, we are on the same team. No matter how they feel. We are on the same team. Stay united. No matter what, you must never create divisions in the church of God. You must never create divisions. You must never create divisions. We are all part of that one body. One body. It is only in the unity of the church that the body becomes one. And when you are part of those who stir up divisions in the church, it means that you are separating uh, the body of Christ. Uh, that stands to reason uh, that your battle uh, or your fight is not with the pastor. Your fight uh, is not with the choir master. Your fight uh, is not with the woman or the organizer. Your fight is with with Jesus and who, which man can fight against Jesus 
and win which man can fight against jesus and win let there be unity in the church let there be unity what is the point of these things we have had prayer life for five years and i have never done that i've never done that no my friends you may see no make you can't wait on some channel then i'll call the next person no my can't wait on some channel then i'll call the third person no my can't no i would never do that because my job is not to create divisions my job is to create unity Let there be no strife in the church. Let there be no divisions in the church. Let there be no separations in the church. Let there be no backbiting in the church. Let there be nothing that will stir up strife in the church. I pray when it comes to the shepherds of prayer life, they shall all be unified by the blood. Listen, our symbol is the cross. Our symbol is the cross. Our symbol is the cross. And there is only one blood that flows through us. The blood is the blood of Jesus, there is only one image that we project. The only the image is Jesus Christ. There is only one thing, only one mandate that we have. That mandate is to bring unity to the nations, to bring freedom to the nations, to bring salvation to the nations. The only way we can accomplish these things is to bring unity to the church. Somebody shout unity. divisions in the church today walking worthy of your calling bring unity to the church of God there is one body and we will not allow anybody to divide us into groups based on tribe nationality finances or any other idea in this ministry we do not project people or honor people because of money we do not honor people because of where they come from we do not honor people because of their position in life if you are for god we will honor you if you are with god we will honor you regardless of your resources regardless of your influences regardless of your money it is not about any man it is all about jesus Listen, let them know that we are the new kind of the Red Cross Society. And our mandate is to administer Jesus to the people. That is what we do. That is all we do. 
That is all we do. If it ain't about Jesus, then we are not interested. Next point, walking worthy of your calling. Ensure peace. Still from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 through to 6. And show peace. You need to know this. Peace is essential for building. King Solomon was able to build many things for God because he had peace. Throughout the reign of King Solomon, he never fought a single battle. So you do realize he was the only one who was able to build the temple of God. Where there are no battles, you are able to build much for God. (laughs) Solomon's armies were used for building instead of fighting. Prayer life. We are not here to prove to other ministries we are there. We are not here to prove to other ministers that we are anointed. We are not here to prove anything to anyone. We are here to build the church of God. We are here to build the people of God. We are here to build the movement of God. The next generation of spiritual men and women. I Kadusha. Any ministry that spends most of its time fighting battles, both within and without, will not build much for God. You see, many ministries, eh, their their focus is always on fighting battles. Both spiritual and physical, within and without, those ministries are never big. Follow carefully. I am giving you a secret. Those ministries are never big. Every day, spiritual battles, every day, spiritual warfare, every day, they are fighting another man of God. Those churches are never big because their focus is on fighting battles. And whenever you focus on fighting battles, you do not build much. This is why. In the kingdom of God, please understand this. In the kingdom of God, the opposite of building is not breaking. But fighting. Listen, let me repeat it. In the kingdom of God, the opposite of building is fighting. So when you are not fighting, you are building. And when you are building, you are not fighting. That is why Jesus said, Any kingdom that is divided amongst itself, that fights amongst itself, will not stand because whenever there is fighting, nothing is built. For this same reason, any marriage or any relationship that fights mostly do not build much together. Any couple who are always fighting, they do not build much together because they are fighting. 
the opposite of building is fighting now let me take you to nehemiah chapter 4 to prove something to you nehemiah chapter 4 verse 16 so it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction while the other half held the spears the shields the bows and war armor and the leaders were behind all the house of judah verse 17 follow carefully those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at at, at construction and with the other hand held a weapon verse 18 so nehemiah decides let us build the wall of jericho or of israel and watch this whilst they were building the bible said they had weapons on them and they also had building materials on them they were prepared for battles but they were not fighting but they were prepared for any kind of battle but they were not fighting <laughs> listen to me carefully i am not saying do not be prepared for battle because the enemy is definitely going to come and so with one hand we are prepared for battle we are prepared for the enemy we are prepared for the adversary when he comes today we are willing to fight back but that is not our focus our focus is the building verse 18 the bible said every one of the builders had his sword guarded at his side as he built whilst they were building they had their weapons by them why is the bible comparing weapons and farm tools or building tools why is the bible comparing building and fighting follow carefully and the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me when you jump to chapter 6 verse 15 the bible said they were able to complete the war in exactly 52 days how were they able to complete the war in 52 days their focus wasn't on the fighting even though they were they were prepared for the fights or the battles but their focus was on the building am i preaching to somebody so in order to build much you must ensure peace stop fighting yourselves stop fighting each other associate no way this person this person in come way listen when you keep on fighting amongst yourselves we cannot build much stay focused ensure peace resist battles at all costs and let me tell you a secret throughout the scriptures god gave us power not for offense but every single time for defense let me repeat this throughout scripture god never gave us power for offense but gave us power for defense that is to say 
God did not equip us to go for battles, but he equipped us so that when the battles come, we can defend ourselves. Follow carefully. The key is not to enter into the kingdom of the devil and to cause havoc. But the key is for you to defend the kingdom of God when the devil comes. We are not trained for battle. We are not raised for battle. We are raised for building. Follow. Do not Let us not change the purpose of the kingdom. The purpose of the kingdom is not for us to be engaged in battles, but for us to build much for God. That is why the Bible said, every single time that Jesus sensed that the people were against him, he would never fight back, but he would flee. His focus was to build, not to fight. And the very moment John the Baptist decided to fight against them, that is when he was beheaded. Follow carefully. (laughs) I have given you kingdom secrets. Your focus is not to fight. Your focus is to build. So at all costs, you must ensure peace. Take me to Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. Colossians chapter 1 verse 10 That you may walk worthy of the Lord Fully pleasing Him That's the next point Fully pleasing God The Bible didn't say pleasing God But fully pleasing God If you are a minister If you are a shepherd If you are a leader You must fully please God See the life you are living Are you fully pleasing God? See the songs you listen to. Are you fully pleasing God? See the way you act. Are you fully pleasing God? Ways to walk worthy of your calling. Fully pleasing God. You must please God at all costs. In your anger, you must please God. In your frustration, you must please God. In your fatigue, you must please God. In your confusion, you must please God. In your hardships, you must please God. What do you want to say? You want to sell your body for money. Hey. Sure. You think you are the only one with hardships, eh? We cannot go around preaching our hardships every day. Listen. We are already worn out by our hardships that we are tired of preaching of them. We cannot bring them into our preachings. You think you are the only one with hardships? <laughs> you don't know the things we have to fight sometimes. You don't know the struggles we have to go through sometimes. You don't know the frustrations we have to go through sometimes. Sometimes I have to stay away from the internet for days. I don't want to be online because listen, I have enough problems of my own. I cannot of my own. I cannot even help others. I need to take a break. Yes, I am telling you. Even Jesus said, "I am so sorrowful to the point of death." How much more me? I am just a mere man. Even Jesus was half man, half God. Me, I am just a man. You think it's easy? It is not. But we don't go around preaching our troubles, preaching our troubles, preaching our troubles. 
fully pleasing God. No matter what comes your way, you must fully please God. Listen, this is not the path of a leader. Those of you now chitrin go for dino. You are in the church of God and you you even do it to people, fellow brothers in the church. Hey, are you not afraid of anything? Fully pleasing God. That's the next point. Next point being fruitful in every good work. Listen, being fruitful is not an optional. I always say this being fruitful is not an option. Walking worthy of your calling, you must be fruitful in every good work. We have given you a ministry for one year, for six months, for four months, and you are not being fruitful. Listen, you are not walking worthy of your calling. Being fruitful is a must, it's not an option. Get up, be fruitful. Be fruitful. It is a command. Be fruitful. Be fruitful. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Next point. Increasing in the knowledge of God. Increasing in the knowledge of God. Increasing. In the knowledge of God, some of you, the knowledge you had of God two years ago is the same knowledge you have today. One year ago is the same knowledge you have today. Imagine every time shepherds come, I come to preach the same message over and over. Who will join again? What is the point? Am I making sense? Are we together? You must increase in the knowledge of God. You don't know anything. What was uh, You don't read the Bible. You don't pray. You don't read the Bible. You are just there. You are never increasing in the knowledge of God. You are not walking worthy of your calling. To walk worthy of your calling, you must increase in the knowledge of God. You must always upgrade yourself. You must always update yourself. Would there be an old revelation? They will name that Abba. Increase in the knowledge of God. Next point. Verse 11 of Colossians chapter 1. Be spiritually strengthened. Be spiritually strengthened. Be spiritually strengthened. Some of you are too weak spiritually. Abba. You are too weak. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14. That we should no longer be children. Who are children? Children are weaklings. Children are weak. Children are soft. Children are unintelligent. Children are unwise. Children are immature. Ephesians 4.14 We should no longer be children Tossed to and fro 
this gathering you are there this meeting you are there the, listen let me tell you something eh? i was telling elsie something a couple of days back and i was telling her in the bible when you hear of elijah and elisha you do not see elisha associated with any other man of god but elijah when you hear of samuel when you hear of samuel and eli you do not see samuel associated with any other man of god when you hear of joshua and moses you do not see joshua associated with any other man of god but moses when you hear of aaron and moses you do not hear or see of aaron associated with any other man of god but moses the sons and daughters of today prophet a they are there prophet b they are there prophet c they are there this prophet they are there this apostle they are there you are not correct you don't understand anything what are you looking for think about jesus and the 12 disciples you do not see the 12 disciples associating with any other man of god but jesus their father God has given you a spiritual father And yet you keep on jumping From prophet 1, prophet 2, prophet 3, prophet 4 What do you want to hear? What do you, what do you want to learn? What are you looking for? You are too weak spiritually We should no longer be children You are a child That is what it means Moving from here to here You are a child Being tossed to and fro and all koha, go and sow this seed. I see this, you are about to die. Go and do this. I see that. I see this disease coming upon you. Go and listen. You you are running to and fro. You are a child. Why can you stay? Why can't you stay in one place? The Bible said you are carried about with every wind of doctrine. Would you preach in Biaudiatri? Prophecy beyond the You go here. This person will prophesy to you. This man of God will prophesy to you. This man of God will prophesy to this. Every day you are receiving prophecies from countless places. What are you looking for? That is my question for you. You are a child. That is what the Bible is saying. These are not my words. So please do not take offense in what I am saying. I am not talking about you. I am giving you what the Bible is saying. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro. Carried about with every wind of doctrine. Every wind of doctrine. Every kind of prophecy. Oh man of God. I went here and the prophet told me this. Man of God, I went there and, and a man of God told me. Man of God, I went here and I saw for my many friends and I saw for my many cousins. And that is why they always give you these prophecies. They will continue giving them to you. What are you looking for? Stay in one place. Why are you always moving around? Why Abba? Oh. And the Bible said. By the trickery of men, you are swayed away by the trickery of men. You go and meet a man, and the man tells you, I see that your name is Vincent Chamartin. You will give birth 
for the man because he told you your name is Vincent Chamate. My question is, do you not know your name? Do you not know your name? You go and the man of God tells you your name is Vincent Chamate, and you begin to follow him. Hey, Do you not know your name? You are a child. Abba. Papa, na mi kushia man bina manu semo kachere meno. Papa imo du imo du na minti bibi sada na. I don't know, I don't know. I'm thinking of going to sow a seed there. The trickery of men. They see some things and they are tricking you and you are following them. Ah! You are a child. In the cunning craftiness of deceitful plottings. That's what the Bible is saying. They will deceive you. Or show Then the person can just tell, say. The way your faces and the way you smile. I think you were born on a Monday. No, I cannot talk. Ah, come and see. Any no, no, no. Afar. You are called Ajua, and a stranger was able to see that you are Ajua. And so what? You are Ajua, and so what? You are Ama, and so what? Ah, are you okay? Oh, people. I get tired of these things. I get tired of these things every day every day let's move on be spiritually strengthened be spiritually strengthened you are too weak you are too weak you are too weak next point be steadfast you ought to be steadfast Be steadfast. You must be steady. Being steadfast means being steady and unmoved in the ministry as a leader, as a shepherd. You must be steady and unmoved. Be unmovable and be be immovable. What are we to do in order to be spiritually strengthened? The Bible said in Ephesians chapter 4, We should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. It means that you need to stay in one place. Stay in one place and that the man of God that God has assigned over you the watchman that god has set over you stay under them learn from them learn from their doctrines and stay there stay there listen to their instructions stay there that is how you become spiritually strengthened yesterday i said something that i have strengthened you in the lord i the man of god have strengthened you in the man of god sorry in the lord and you ought to walk up and down in the name of jesus not be tossed to and fro you see every single service is continuous whether it is a thursday service a monday service a tuesday service a saturday service it is a continuation always a continuation from the previous service
Be steadfast. Be steady. Be unmovable and be immovable. Unmovable and immovable are two different things. To be unmovable, please write this down. To be unmovable means not affected by emotion or excitement. People have died because of excitement. They heard the good news. They started over speeding whilst they were driving before they realized they were in an accident and they died. Unmovable. When you are unmovable, you are not affected by emotion or excitement. That is what unmovable means. Be, be, be steadfast. Be unmovable. Not affected by emotion or excitement. The leaders in the church today are too emotional. In public, if you are a leader, you must always watch how you speak in public. Listen, if you are a leader, you must, you must learn to control yourself. Especially in public. You are too affected by emotions. Too affected by emotions. Too affected by emotions. Too affected by emotions. Listen, if you are a leader, you must learn to be unmovable. You do a program, people do not come. You guide yourself together. You put yourself together. You plan better next time. Be unmovable. Do not be controlled by emotions or excitement. Now, being immovable, on the other hand, means not yielding to argument or pressure. Unmovable means not affected by emotion or excitement. But immovable means not yielding to argument or pressure. <laughs> Let me tell you one thing. One thing that is in the ministry and will never leave the ministry is pressure. Pressure will never leave the ministry. Whether you like it or not, whether you pray or not, whether you are spiritual or not, whether you are sensitive to the spirit or not, pressure will always be there. Being immovable means you are not yielding to that pressure. And to unnecessary argument you post something on facebook someone comments in a very silly way on social media man of god come on learn to conduct yourself financial pressures will always be there the pressure that is on us when we are doing our programs, you have no idea. By the time we are done, this person will come. Papa, I don't have my fare. Papa, I don't have a fare. Papa, I don't have this. Papa, I don't have that. Papa, listen, there is a lot of pressure in the ministry. But never yield to it. Steadfastness is the ability to stay on course. Stay on course. Stay on course. Stay on course. And steadfastness is also the ability to come back to the course even when you drift away. When you drift away, get back on track. That's a steadfastness. 
be steadfast. Next point, ways of walking worthy of your calling. Next point, become happy. Be happy in the ministry. Hmm. There is too much frustration in the ministry. There is too much pressure in the ministry. There is too much stress in the ministry. Listen, especially in a in, in a young ministry, you are not going to be celebrated. You must learn to be happy yourself. No one is going to celebrate you. No one is going to celebrate you. I'm telling you. From experience, I'm telling you. I have been I've been building people up, raising people for years. Sometimes when even gets to my bed today, no one will mind you. I'm telling you. If your happiness or your joy is dependent on the church, then you will always be better. I'm telling you. You are waiting for the church members to show you love. You are waiting for the congregation to show you love. You are waiting for the leaders to show you love. People, take it from me. <laughs> Learn to make yourself happy in the ministry. Find things that make you happy in the ministry. You must have a joyful attitude in the ministry. Sure. Who is going to celebrate you? Who, who cares about your birthday? Who cares about the days that are important to you? <laughs> I'm telling you. There are times that I am ministering. I am very I am very sick. I am very weak. Sometimes I will even say in it. Sorry. I will, I will even say it whilst ministering. By the time I am done. Not even one person can message you to ask what is wrong? Are you okay? What Massa? Who cares? <laughs> Take it from me. Learn to make yourself happy. Your happiness, your joy must not be dependent on the church. Sure. <laughs> the, the church will always fail you, they will always disappoint you, they will always leave you. They, <laughs> <laughs> Let me be real with you. I'm not here to give you fancy messages. I'm telling you reality on the ground. Since you've decided to take the path of a leader, I am telling you. So if you are here and you are like, Free like join no one was able to check up on me. Hey, me, I'm telling you, me that God has made me the head of this movement. I am telling you, when I am sick, nobody cares. You do you care? You you that you are complaining when I am sick, do you care? You that I am you that you are complaining when I am sick, do you check up on me? I am telling you, you cannot complain and you cannot be offended by the same things that you do to other people, the same things that you do to your leaders. You are becoming a leader. You are, you are on your path to be a shepherd. I'm telling you, people will not celebrate you. The time of celebration will come, but it is not now. For now, make yourself happy. Learn to find joy with or without the church. Share. <laughs> Next point, be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful that you are in the ministry. 
be thankful that you are a leader be thankful that the lord has given you this privilege if you if you do not feel thankful for the privilege you have been given then you are probably in the wrong place the place of a leader is a privilege the position of a leader is a privilege by God himself and you must learn to be thankful hmm. you complain too much you complain too much I'm telling you hmm. or do you think we do not fall sick do you think we do not get weak do you think we do not have our down times my question is you when you are in your low times you call me papa this is what is happening and i don't know if you do not speak to me i don't know what to do i don't know and you will call me and i'll speak to you encourage you through the grace of god revive your spirit now let me ask you when i am down who do i speak to who do i speak to when i am down when i am down i lock myself up in my room i turn my attention to god when i have troubles i have nobody to speak to do you think our fathers have time for us like we have time for you you have no idea let me be real with you this ministry is not fair do you think our fathers have time for us like we have time for you you have no idea you have no idea when we are down we must learn to pick ourselves back up we must learn to pick ourselves back up i have nobody to speak to who do i speak to which father do i speak to when i have a dream that i do not understand which father do i share with i am just there oh god if you will not show up for me who else and where else do i tend to be thankful it is a position of privilege you complain too much you call your man of god one or two times you do not get him and that is it you will not even show up again i always tell people i pray that you will not leave your covering because of these things but if you are going to leave I say, wow, that is up to you sure. hmm. be thankful at least some of us we try to make time for you guys sometimes i can spend the whole day talking to people i'm telling you i can spend the whole day from the morning that i wake up to the evening i am talking to people on the phone counseling people and my battery will run low and my phone is on charge and i am still on the call talking to people listen you have no idea the sacrifices we make i am not here to boast but i am telling you the reality on the ground you need to see things for yourself this is reality 
Josephine is here. Her room is just opposite mine. She knows these things. She will always come and stand behind my window and she'll come. I am on a call. She'll come, Prof. Are you still on a call? I'm like, Yes, I'm on a call. Every day, sometimes, eh, I will spend the whole day talking to people and I haven't even had time to read the Bible. Sometimes, even in service, even, even this service, the very moment I was about to hit life, I received a call again. Oh, Prof, please, what we discussed, I still haven't received any feedback from you. Prof, please, Prof, please, Prof, please. So sometimes I have to stay away from my WhatsApp because the messages that are there, I am, I am tired. I have to rest. Hey, Charlie. And I'm telling you, the people that we help, they are not even the ones that show up in church. You see, every time when we come here, in Kofuaba, it's like 27 people who are alive. But the people that we deal with, even very serious issues, do not show up. They won't come. But when they need you, they expect you to be there. Man of God this, man of God that, man of God this, man of God this, man of God that. Every day, another story. You recommend to them, join us, let us pray. Join us, let us pray. They will not mind you. You have no idea. So sometimes, eh, I only come on WhatsApp to post a flyer on the main page. And I leave. I don't even want to stay there for two minutes. I don't want to stay there for two minutes. Because sometimes I have about 40 messages that I have to reply. People who want to talk to you. <laughs> oh my God. And when they have the chance to talk to you, they want to talk to you for two hours. Two hours. One person. There are only 24 hours in a day. And one person wants to talk to you for two hours. When you are done, the next person is calling for another two hours. For how long can we go on with this? If it is not for the Lord on our side. Listen. The work of this ministry, you have no idea. Be thankful. It is a privilege. But this privilege is not an easy thing. I'm telling you. I think I've, I've, I've given you a lot of points. There are still many more, but we've spent almost one hour 45 minutes. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. Yeah. Because even as I'm, before I came for the service, I took medication and then they told me it will make me dizzy. So Elsie was advising that I finish with the service before I take it, but I didn't listen to her. I took the medication. So I'm I'm a little bit weak. And I've been speaking to you for the past almost two hours now, so I think it's okay. Tonight is just the first lesson. <laughs> Tonight is here the first lesson. People, listen. The fast is still long going. Okay? The fast is still long going. Tomorrow we are fasting and we are praying. Pick a topic of your own, but focus on topics 
that have to do with building yourself spiritually focus on topics like that tomorrow i want to speak on um okay how to be a good assistant how to be a good assistant how to be a good assistant so you know what i think that'll be all for now for now tomorrow we are live at 8 p.m i've realized still about half of the people are not here but the camp has already begun hmm. The camp has already begun. So these are a couple of ways to walk worthy of your calling. God bless you for being here. But this is just the beginning. So please stay with me. Tomorrow we are here. God bless you for being here. I pray. That as the camp has begun, may the Lord help you walk worthy of your calling. May the Lord help you discover your calling. May the Lord help you to discover your gifts in the mighty name of Jesus. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. So infinite and wildest love My soul thirsts for the things above Turn this water in